Hi, uh, welcome to Movie Butts. We're uh, we're here to talk about early James Bond, and by early James Bond, I mean the Sean Connery ones. Um, you know, we've split it up through the week. The best is on a Tuesday. The worst is on a Friday. Uh, which one won the best, Dane? Uh, Goldfinger. Goldfinger won the best. So. This uh, this episode we're talking about yeah um, the third James Bond film in the series Goldfinger. Um, this movie is kind of seen as the breakthrough Bond film. The first two were successful, and um, you know in in terms of Bond films successful and um, of the formula, but Goldfinger kind of really established a lot of the tropes, a lot of the elements. The things that are kind of haunting Bond to this day. So, mathematically, this actually won all of the categories. Uh, when I'm talking about categories, I mean IMDb, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, Metacritic, the budget, the box office. If I uh, do the math on all of the films in the Sean Connery ones, this one actually won all of the categories. None of the others beat it. Um, in terms of adjusted for inflation, Thunderball uh, pretty much tied it um, in terms of gross, but this movie was made for far less, so it actually won. Um, yeah, so if you ask people to name the top Bond movies, it's very rare to not hear this in either one or two. Um, I'm Arnie Joe. Uh, I'm not going to make Dane introduce himself. This is Dane. Um <laughs> Uh, what did you, uh, do you think you can give us a, uh, a plot description of the seminal uh, Bond movie, Goldfinger? Yeah, okay, so James Bond, the secret agent of the British government. I think we need to know who he is, so can you explain who James Bond is, just for anyone who hasn't, you know, who's yeah, done James a rock Yeah, James Bond whole life. is a, he's a secret agent, right? Yeah, he's yeah. MI6, he's a he goes, 007. He goes undercover, yeah, and he's he's MI6, the whatever that is. The prince of espionage, you know? Yeah, and he goes undercover, and he tries to find out secrets or some shit from Russians or whatever. <laughs> it was mainly Russians, for most of it, it's Russians. <laughs> uh, yeah, so in this one, he's tasked with finding out about uh, Goldfinger, who's this dude who um, is like a gold magnate, and he, because um, they're like, oh, I think that this guy's importing gold and he's not paying taxes on it. So, you know, find out what, what his deal is, James Bond. And then he finds out that Goldfinger has a big plan to radioactively fuck up the US gold gold storage so that his gold goes up in value because goldfinger is all about gold like he says in the film he's like i love gold and i i think it's i think it's hot i like the color i like the whole shit i like that it's worth a lot of money yeah and it's that's that's pretty much it and james bond goes around fucking all and, of his plans up and he's what He's, yeah. he's fucking all his plans up. He's also turning lesbian straight. I don't know if you got that weird subtext sub story there. I didn't. I can't believe I missed that because I was really trying hard to pay attention. Did you Did you kind of, now that I say it, 
do you re- can you now recognize that Pussy Galore was a lesbian? No. And that he turned uh, her straight? Uh, maybe just because she was surrounded by females and any any hot woman woman that she spoke to, she's like, oh, you bloody woman. So at Go the ahead. beginning, at the beginning, he tries to charm her. Right? Well, not at the beginning when he first meets her. He tries to charm her and she goes, mm. I'm sorry, but I am immune to your charm. Yeah, I thought that just meant that she has like yes, a strong, yes. strong mental of acuity. Course. I know, and I agree. But then at the end, when it goes, "Oh, pussy galore," she called the U.S. Army. What happened? And he goes, "I moshed her far, tapped into her maternal instincts." Right. Now, those two <laughs> sentences together, right? <laughs> what does her maternal instincts have to do with her saving the world? Unless she's a raging lesbian and he turned her. Maybe. I mean, like, I can see that Pussy Galore was a lesbian. But, like, if, if, like. Because she seems to hate dudes. But also, like, she's a 60s idea of a lesbian. Yeah. Maybe even a modern day one where she's like. I fucking do not need any man to tell me what to do. And in fact, oh. What's up, Bon? You didn't think that I was the pilot? Does that surprise you when I said that I'm the pilot? Because I'm a woman? Well, actually, I'm a fucking sick pilot. And look at all my pilot chicks that I trained. See, and look I, at, look I at how no... hot they are. And I'm clearly into them I by the, my stairs. didn't know that it was a thing until this viewing. And that, right. o- that opening line from her and a few other things I was kind of getting, I'm like, this is a really weird, bizarre, masculine Right, but is that really meant to be a thing? Did you hear that from some, like, creator commentary where they're like, Afterwards, pussy to be a lesbian? After, so I don't know, I don't know. So I was watching it and she said that opening line and I'm like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Then it's like she is tapping into the weird, masculine cliche of what, a, a, like, a fucking second wave or whatever lesbian is, right? Everything she does. And then for me, that final line, I must have um, tapped into her maternal instincts. What does that even mean? Sorry, but that doesn't even make any sense to me. That means she's a lesbian. And then because he fucked her. Even if she's a lesbian, I don't get it. He fucked her so hard that she, she was straight and that she cared about James Bond and having his children so much. She wanted to save the world. Oh, okay. I get it. Right. Oh, yuck. Isn't that disgusting? <laughs> so, like, and with that line, I'm like, I'm like, oh, my God. Okay, so I need to look this up. And I looked it up. And there are people talking about how James Bond turned a lesbian straight. So, I'm like, I I'm must have I'm... made her normal and Christian again. Basically. So, I'm sorry. I just had to get that off my chest because that was that's the biggest thing that I took away from the film in terms of enjoyment. Yeah. Uh, this viewing. Um, what did you think of Goldfinger? Um, you know what? Like personally, I think that this shit sucks. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't enjoy the Fast and the Furious movies. Sure. Okay. So so interesting. <clears throat> and I think that this is the '60s version of. Fast and the Furious movies. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to do me a favor. I'm going to ask you why this is popular, why this franchise is so fucking successful. 
Right. And I'd like to know why you think this is the best. And I'd like to know why uh, you don't like it. Okay. So first of all, for why it's the best, I haven't seen all these Sean Connery bonds. So as to why like this one is the best, I don't know. In terms of I the Sean Connery that... ones, of course, that's, that's what I meant. Right, but, you know, so I don't really know, but I think that Bond is popular. Um, first of all, I will say the gadgets are neat. So even things like um, when, when at the end of the film, when they're opening the giant safe, there's something really impressive about... This giant safe, like they just press this button and this giant safe opens itself and there's this little sliding bottom to it. And I think in the 60s, that would have been really impressive effects, you know? And like, and, and, and like, and Bond gets these um, cool little gadgets and shit. So it's got this like comical, interesting effect to it. It's almost sci-fi really. Yeah. That... That it's like, it's beyond, uh, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like, it's beyond realism. And so because you have that element to it, you don't have to take it so seriously. But the cast and Sean Connery itself, this shit would not have taken off if it wasn't for Sean Connery. He's he's. I don't like, I don't like Sean Connery. I don't even like, I don't even like him in this. But the motherfucker is so charismatic and handsome that he pulls this shit off. Like, he's perfect Bond. And so you just, you like watching him go about doing his shit. And... Degrading women. And it doesn't, it doesn't, it's, and and also it's dumb. Like, I was thinking that, um, you know... Like uh, Spielberg and Lucas get a lot of criticism for creating the modern blockbuster and sort of uh, ruining the intellectual integrity of um, Hollywood cinema. James Bond did it first. No. So what what this movie is stupid. Okay. So this is Fast and the Furious. There's always been stupid movies. The crimes that Spielberg and George Lucas committed was they... They killed New Hollywood. So uh, James Bond was a part of the studio system, which is kind of what's considered the, you know, the early era of Hollywood where stars were contracted to a studio, producers made a movie, not a director. And they kind of made, I don't want to say commercials, but they're they're pretty much cookie cutter films. Like movies were about... I swear to God, 10 times the amount of movies were made by a studio in the 60s, 50s, 40s, 30s, the golden era, right? And then that shit collapsed and that shit went bankrupt and the studios didn't know what to do. So what they did was they started giving projects to uh, young independent filmmakers and those people included like Scorsese, Robert Altman, Brian De Palma, George Lucas, um, Spielberg, that those people got jobs. What ended up, why, the, the crime that Spielberg and Lucas committed was they created the modern blockbuster and then gave the keys back to the studio. So that's the crime okay. they kind of committed, if that okay, makes sense. Okay, fine. You're, you're far more educated on this topic than sure, I am. Sure, but I know, I know what I'm, you're saying. This, this is the epitome of but, 
why the studio system died. These but sort this of films. Is, but this this shit, this James Bond bullshit, I felt like I was watching Captain Marvel. Yeah, so, so basically, okay, do you know what the origins of James Bond is? No, I know that. So, did you books. know that they were novels? Yeah, they were novels, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So, they weren't. Do you know how those novels originally got released? They were um, segmented in Playboy magazine. <laughs> Holy shit. James that Bond. That makes so much sense. James Bond. That is, makes so much sense. James Bond is pulp. James yeah, Bond no, is it B grade is. male fantasy pulp. Okay. Yeah. I, okay. I was, I was having, I'm glad dinner. you I was said having, it before I did. I was having dinner with my um, sister. Oh, not my sister. My fuck. That's weird. My girlfriend's family tonight. And I, and I mentioned the fact that we watched James Bond and we were reviewing it for our show. And um, my, my, my pretty much my father-in-law goes, you know, they're not meant to be good, right? They're right. fun, but they're not yeah, meant to I be know. good. And right. I'm like, I'm like, you know, it's, it's, I'm glad like him saying that made me feel better <laughs> about mm. my opinion of them. Like they've changed. The new ones are different. Um I would actually argue against that. Well, I'd okay, say so Spectre, okay, so they, they've Spectre, got better they've Spectre got better is filmmakers. trying to be Goldfinger. They've got better filmmakers. Okay, but Skyfall is a film that is is basically um like dark nighting James Bond. Well, my, and it's my, and it's like okay, what if this guy was real? And it's that's a good it. film. I I I, I give Skyfall a nine out of ten. I get but, it. it, it but yep. Spectre is trying to be like Goldfinger. Sure. So Goldfinger, like this, the the reason I think it is the seminal Bond film, or at least of the, actually, you know what, most people. Except for in our generation, a lot of them might say Goldeneye because they played the fucking game and Pierce might have been their first Bond. But Goldfinger yeah. is pretty much, if you look at any list, you, you, you talk to anyone who's a Bond fan, they'll say Goldfinger mm. is the is the best. Or well, this is the is... one that introduced all the tropes. Yes, right? so so the car, the, DB, the, the fucking DB5, mm. the fucking beautiful car in it, the ejector seat... Um, the, the, the gadgets, the, the villain, like the, I don't know. I don't know how you felt about, um, Goldfinger as a villain, but he is a better villain than most. Like he isn't just an evil guy. I got to say that even though it's, um, a parodied clip and well known to this point, even outside of the film, like even people who haven't seen the film, know the scene where he says do you expect me to talk no goes, mr bond no mr bond die. i expect you to die yeah that is good dialogue you know and there's 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 plenty and this is where this is what i think carries bond throughout right is because it's full of trash but it's got certain qualities to it that are undeniable. It's carnal. It, and it, there's a and primal that, carnal thing to it that's appealing. Right. But also there are there are segments of entertaining 
well-written dialogue. Do you expect me to talk? No, I expect you to die. That's good dialogue. Yeah. That's fucking good as. But for the most part, it's fucking rubbish. It's fucking stupid it's bullshit. It's trash. It's trash as man. It's fucking. But you know what? I was coming into this episode. I had no idea what I was going to talk about. Because my opinion of this film is that it's stupid and I don't enjoy it at all. I've never been a Bond fan. I've tried plenty of times to get into it. This is the first time that I've sat down and watched a Bond film that I'm like, this is the third time I've seen this fucking movie. I watched it as a kid and I watched it um, a few years ago. And I, I was just that still like, count. What, you off your face? I was still just like, <laughs> okay, I don't get Bond. And then I sat down and I was really watching this shit and I'm like, I'm going to take everything in. Okay. I'm so, going to so understand take... the plot. I'm going to I'm going to really concentrate on every bit of dialogue and I'm going to figure out what this is. We need and that's when I came to back. the conclusion that I was like this is this is Fast and the Furious. It is. It's Fast and the Furious. It's exactly the same thing. It's appealing to the same part of the brain and the same part of the heart that those yeah. films do. So, um, taking a step back, why do people like, say, my dad? Why do people, uh, most men? Okay, like I've never met a woman that says they really like James Bond. I'm not gonna lie, it's all um, fucking dudes. For for good reason. For good reason. So why do? Uh, one of my roommates came and sat with me. Uh, uh, she's a girl. Um, sat with me and watched a, like literally the opening sequence of this. And we were both yeah. like looking at each other going, shit, this is some sexist shit. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just so fucked. But yeah. um, why do you think this tapped into the zeitgeist? And why do you think this is still attached to it? This film okay. and James Bond. So I think at the time, um, I think at the time that this came out, it would have been more accessibly creative than most mainstream films. Then there may have been films coming out around this time that were more interesting and more creative, but they weren't accessible to a mainstream audience. Yeah. I think that you have here mainstream audience accessibility. You have a character like James Bond is basically uh, the same thing that I criticize Marvel movies for in that the main character, what they're supposed to be is not a character that you follow their journey, but a sort of vacant body that you embody and you pretend that that's you throughout the thing, which is why most men enjoy this shit because they get to pretend that they are this person person it's a wish fulfillment shit yeah so you get so you have like uh mainstream dads coming in watching the james bond film but you also have a little bit of extremities in the special effects and the kookiness of the whole thing with the gadgets and stuff so you have like an almost sci-fi thing going on with the bullshit that they're doing with the gadgets that's entertaining enough but it's not like Star Trek quality shit that it's like too creative for dummies. To Star Trek watch. has way more to say than than James. No, Bond. Star Trek's good. I like Star Trek, but it's like 
this shit is like um imaginative enough that like a dumb dumb can can like can grapple onto it and it and it intrigues their little bit of imagination that they've got and then of course it's got hot women uh embodying Sean Connery cool gadgets and and goofy action so you just and because it's look the films are not boring it's just stupid i'm just curious so it's, it's not boring like it chugs along people, at a reasonable pace how many of the 50 people listening to this do you think would be offended by what you're saying um i have absolutely no idea and i honestly don't give a shit but i think like <laughs> surely not many oh, like hope Hopefully, hopefully they're not films, like, man. how People dare you criticize films. James Bond, an icon of cinema. This shit sucks. Are you kidding okay. me? This shit is, this shit is, like I said, this is Fast and the Furious. It has its place, sure. But don't start, like, Sean Connery is just the Vin Diesel of that era. I... Sean Connery is, is, Sean Connery is Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, Vin Diesel, blah, 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 all that type of shit. He was just like the first guy. I would argue that, yeah, I I, I get what you're saying. Um, I would argue that um, Sean Connery has a slight bit more to offer than Vin Diesel. What? Come on. You see? Yeah, I like like for me, I don't really get Because he's more handsome. I know I don't get as much. Because Vin Diesel is borderline Vin Diesel is borderline ugly. But maybe Sean Connery's incredibly handsome. And I think that that's that's more that's that's it. But a part of a part of his charm was that Sean Connery was never Hollywood handsome. No, he's he's He's, he's a not, man. He's, he's a not, man. He's not generic looking, but he's very handsome. That's undeniable. He's you see him with his shirt looking. off. He isn't ripped. He looks like a carpenter. But it was he the looks like 60s. Someone... It was the 60s. He was the most jacked dude on the planet. Uh, so what do you... Okay, so from, from this conversation, I, I understand your perspective on this film and James Bond in general. Mm. Um. What do you okay? So from from your knowledge of me, what do you think I think of this film well, and James Bond in general? I know that you like James Bond, but if I didn't already know that you like James Bond, I would be surprised to find out that you do. Really? Yeah. So it's surprising to you that because, I like this stuff because, like, um, like I play Call of Duty, and you're like, no. That is dude bro shit. But I don't like James Bond because it's that's, dude bro shit. <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's it's male fantasy bullshit. So there is there's I don't I don't want to say reptilian part of my brain, but or general escapism. I do like this for the same reason I like Fast and the Furious and the Marvel okay, movies. Okay, see, I don't like Fast and the Furious and I don't They're like funny. Marvel movies. They're funny. They're stupid and they They're are a so... virus. They are a virus on a, on a on a on a beautiful craft. They they are destroying a genuinely amazing art form 
and they need to be destroyed in James order to Bond. save film. So, okay. So from watching this film and watching uh, spoilers, Never Say Never Again and Thunderball, I found that I am now too old and too... I'm far past the the plotting and the cliches of Bond, right? Yeah. So I was watching... I watched these three and then I watched fucking Spectre because it's the one that I've seen the least. So I put Spectre on and I had a really bad time. Um, I, put, I just watched a bunch of Bond films and I'm now at a point where the the tropes and the and the the clichés that those films present in terms of their representation of the the, the way fuck, they way the fucking treat women in these films is fucked. The, the 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 like the the thing that's now annoying me more than anything is that the the story runs in the same way, you know, Bond finds out about something uh, he he kind of kind of goes a bit against his mission to like sort it out. He then him and the bad guy pretend to be friends, and I and 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 do you know how often that happens in Bond movies? It happens in all of them, and it's becoming to me it's now annoying mm-hmm. that it's just like the Bond Bond and the bad guy are like well yes you know like like the bad guy's like well you're my guest, and it's like clearly you're not a guest, you're a hostage, and. Just the, these certain bits are now becoming irritatingly repetitive. It'd be kind that of being cool said, if it happened naturally, but I mean, yeah, like but in, it, in but Goldfinger, it happens in it's every so film. dumb. It happens in all of them. It happens in all all of them. It hap- the same fucking cunt shit happens in all of them, and mm. it even happens in it even happens in the new ones. Yeah, you know the the probably the only one that it doesn't happen in is Casino Royale. I don't I like really the, think I like the way that it happens in Skyfall. Oh yeah, but but because dude, it feels like it feels like them. the guy like legitimately has no choice but to entertain. Dude, dude, Bond. dude! You'll see. You'll watch more of these, and you'll realize that that part of the film is following the same formula. No, Those I, under, films are I far understand made. that, Those but I are... felt like he was providing more of a legitimate reason for it to happen, other than Goldfinger. Which is just like... Well, he's like, doing it to... Like, okay, so maybe he's doing it to hurt Bond? Is that what you're kind of getting at? In Goldfinger? No, in Skyfall. In Skyfall? Yeah, no, I felt like in Skyfall, the reason he was doing it was that um, he wanted to keep Bond around to, like, because watch Because he, his... he wanted to get captured, didn't he? That was part of his plan. Yeah, and he's like, that was, look, That was I the have, bit that they stole James from the Bond. Dark Knight. But it's it's more like, I think it was more the villain's performance. I forget his name, Magedio Porfordes, whatever his name is. Wait, um, Goldfinger. No, no, no. In in Skyfall, like, I felt like Arden. in Skyfall, I was I I more believe that the villain was willing to do that, but in Goldfinger, he's like, well, Mister Bond. Turns out you're more valuable to me alive than dead. And I'm like, um, okay, fine. I'm willing to believe that. But then he takes him along for his and grand re- plan. Like, first yeah. of all, like he has this grand plan, which is like releasing a nuclear bomb on the American um, gold uh, stock. And, um, and, and first of all, 
Goldfinger goes along for that mission. Dumb move. Everyone knows that you need to like keep away so that if those guys get caught, it can't be traced back to you. But Goldfinger goes along. Whatever. I guess it's a dumb movie. The story needs. And then and then he brings James Bond along for some reason. And James Bond, the guy who he knows. So he can knows, save the day. Yeah. And he's he just has a conversation with James Bond about exactly what his plan is, exactly what he's planning to do. And then he brings James Bond along with him on this plan that he knows James Bond is going to try to stop him. And the only reason he does it is because we need James Bond to be there to save the day. And the only reason that Goldfinger is there is because we need James Bond to defeat him. But, you know what, honestly, I'm a fucking asshole, I'm an idiot for even calling this shit out. Because anyone who likes these films is like, yeah dude, it's stupid. Don't you so get it? That's why these movies remember, are good. So, the what the time... fuck is the point in me even fucking saying anything? Because they're meant to be stupid. They're like Dang. comedies, but not. They're like comedies but played why... seriously. And that's why I get a weird enjoyment out of them. Yeah, because they I don't take the themselves part, seriously, the but part, do. They're like comedies, the but part, played straight. Dane, for the most part, they're aware of how stupid they are. All of them. Yeah. These yeah. are Maybe. light entertainment. These movies are dumb. But that's these why I'm movies, saying like... These movies literally are based... On stories that were in between pages of boobies. Yeah. And the people that read them had erections. But that's why I'm saying that this reminds me of Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Is because those movies are are comedies, right? They're not billed as comedies, but the way that they're played out, they're like comedy films. And this is exactly the same in that... How ridiculous it is, it's, it's, it's like it's a comedy, but the only difference is, is that everyone is playing it straight, which so, I think is a huge key to the appeal. And I think that's also the same key to the appeal of Fast and the Furious, in that these films are comedies, but everyone plays it straight and there's some fucking magic formula in there, it's like fucking splitting an atom, that it just makes this boom, and everyone just fucking loves it. Not in the same way everyone loves the splitting of an atom, but you know what I mean, it just creates this effect that just draws people in, that if you play out this, like, Goldfinger is genuinely one of the funniest comedies I've ever watched, that I'm like, this is so funny. Even like the way James Bond breaks out of jail, like they play it as if it's meant to be a really tense scene. But all he does is he walks up and down the cell and every time he's at the window, he does a little like wave to the guard. You know, you know, the, you know, the little like the little campy wave where all your fingers are separating. Yeah. Waves to him and winks, walks away, walks back, does a little wave and he grabs the guard's attention. And then he comes back, does another little wave and a wink, and then he ducks down behind the door like an elevator skit. And then he doesn't appear again. And then the guard 
gets curious and walks over, opens the door, walks into the cell. Somehow James Bond is on the ceiling and drops down and knocks this guy out, takes his gun, and that's how James Bond escapes. That's how the plot continues after James Bond has 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 been captured. I That's love- comedy shit. That's comedy shit. Honestly, Austin Powers didn't have to do didn't have to change much to make to make those parody films. And the whole thing's like that. And then the next thing he does is he like sneaks underground and he's spying on Goldfinger's plot with all the big mafia heads um who are stereotypical and ridiculous and you see James Bond's face popping up from under this uh fucking uh like miniature wow. Alcatraz that Goldfinger is using and you just see like James Bond's head popping out from under this thing spying on them it's so ridiculous it's a comedy but because everyone's playing it straight you're not laughing you're just kind of like yeah go bond and you never take the whole thing seriously so by the end of it you're just left with this light fluffy feeling and the thinking of like yeah i'll pay to see that again and it's worked and, and you hate that i hate that i think it's bad for humanity it's disgraceful. So, so does this mean you're in on the joke, you're not in on the joke, or you know the joke, but you fucking despise it? I know the joke and I despise it. I don't, I think, I think you are, I think you don't know how to have fun. I know how to have fun. Thank you very fucking much. So but, you're, you're but seeing these, these jokes, these you're movies, seeing these, these, seeing movies these light are moments, too... you're literally seeing these bits that are hilarious, these bits yeah. that are that are meant to make you feel joy and you're meant to go, yeah, cool, come on, this guy can win. Presidents love Bond and, 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 and they use him. And literally, I can't tell you how many presidents have talked about it. I watched a documentary where they have like quotes from about five different fucking presidents who talk about how Bond is a hero and Wait, an idol. Mm-hmm. Real life presidents? Yes, real life presidents. Well, there you go. Thank you for making my point better than I possibly could. That that is a bad thing. No, so the he is you know, he's he's not it's not meant to be serious, but it's meant to be inspiring. Exactly. It's it's not meant to be it's not meant to be like it's not meant to be like ha 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 ha. But I don't think that most people get that. You know what? Now I sound like you talking about Fight Club. In that I don't think (laughs) that most people get that. There are diehard serious Bond fans who think that there are there are men who think that they are supposed to be that. And Do you know who Ian Fleming was? Ian the guy Fleming? who wrote these? No, I don't know who he was. What do you mean? He was a... So the guy that wrote the novels is a guy named Ian Fleming. He was mm. a pencil pusher in the so military. Convicted rapist? No, he was a pencil pusher. He was a... He was a behind-the-scenes man. Mm-hmm. And he romanticized espionage and realized that everyone else did too. Yeah. So he created this this character that literally like he even said I saw him in an interview he's like you you know you every cold-blooded heterosexual man will love James Bond. Yeah. 
So he appeals to that. Yeah, you but know? that's stupid. And I can't talk because I'm as gay as but a that's, fucking $2. You know what, but you know. the thing is that that is fine for, for that to exist. What yeah. I have a problem with is how extremely popular these films are and how many films have tried to copy it and not do something else. Like, the problem I have with James Bond is that there's nothing countering it. There's this, I hate to use this term because I really don't like it, but I think that this defines it, toxic masculinity. I don't think that there's enough to counter the effect of James Bond in order to justify this bullshit existing. I think that it's partly responsible for a generation of poorly behaved men who are uneducated and think that this shit is supposed to be real and they think that this is how you're supposed to behave and it's fine on just a silly fun level but there's not enough out there to counter this and say that this is meant to just be stupid bullshit we're at a point now where there's this new james bond film coming out and it's the most anticipated film of the year. Like, this is just meant to be campy, stupid fun. You're not meant to take this shit seriously. This man is horrible. And that's why I like Casino Royale and Skyfall, because it treats him sincerely as a flawed human being. It treats all of the new ones are meant to as a guy who has a fucking sex addiction, a poor outlook on life. He's cynical and he's an alcoholic. These films are justifications for men to treat women poorly and to be assholes throughout their general life because they think they are this guy. So it Dang. made me really uncomfortable. You're right. You could not be writer. You, I can't believe where I'm, where we're now in a conversation where I've been defending this stuff. Now I've tried to avoid this argument with this episode simply because people don't really, I don't necessarily want to go into a political diatribe about the, you know, toxic masculinity and the issues in terms of the treatment of women and the, the portrayal of men in James Bond. However, you're 110% fucking correct. He's gross. Everything that he stands for is fucking disgusting, especially in these early ones. He is everything that I despise. Now, there are a lot of movies. There are a lot of books. There are a lot of pieces of history which, in terms of um, their political point of view, their, you know, the, the, the racism, you know, uh, opinions on sexuality and gender that they're kind of time capsules. Now, I can't compare them to now mm. because we're not living we're not living in the in the we're not living in the 60s. You know what I mean? So I can't really compare it to the the way I look at the world now. 
if anything, Bond has changed. Literally, your description of contemporary Bond is far more interesting and far more in touch with the zeitgeist of the time. A am I correct? Yeah, well, I think Spectre took a back step. Yeah, let's not think about Spectre. The, but I can see Daniel Craig was trying. That film just fucking sucks. Yeah. That film is a, is a hack job. But if you, if you take away those elements and, and, and you remember, okay, this was made in 1964. Um, this is what men liked. Um, this is a part of the reason it was probably was successful was because of this. I don't think those aspects are the reason why this film is still held in high regard now. Mm. If you can come up with an argument that it is, I'll listen. But I, I don't think, think so. I think I th the campiness, I yeah. think the fun, I think the coolness, and, and I think that there can be a separation between the toxic masculinity and the coolness of Sean Connery. I think the fun, and I think that all the, all the things that have become a part of Bond are present in this film. Um, of I course, think, um, negative and, and positive. Um, so, yeah, yeah, anyway. Do you know where I'm coming from? Like, it's 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 like we, we have to look at this in a vacuum. Otherwise, yeah, I'm just going to be mad the whole time. Every yeah, time I, I watch I, any I, of these movies, I'll be I, mad. I understand. I didn't mean to get so political with it, but, it you know, that did annoy me because... Mm. It annoyed but, me too. But the pro but but the main reason is is because I think that this is an enjoyable film, but it's enjoyed in, it it should be enjoyed in a jovial fashion. Yeah. In that, I see that this fucking movie is called like sexy and cool and whatever, and it's like, bro, it's fucking not. Are you kidding me? This shit is a joke. I mean, okay, so this is this is James Bond in a nutshell, right? You have Sean Connery playing James Bond. And this is set in an alternate universe where everyone has an average IQ of 80. And James Bond has an IQ of 95. So therefore, that makes him the smartest, coolest guy on the planet. And why women just succumb to his charms instantly because they're not much better than like basic um animals and they just see <laughs> they just see a good looking man who is threatening to rape them and they fall they fall <laughs> for it instantly oh my gosh because like pussy galore is meant to be guarding james bond her boss is like uh, make sure that this fucking guy doesn't cause any trouble. And so she walks him into the barn for some reason. And then he tries to pull his charms on her. And then she does a little maneuver on him and flips him over and he falls into the hay. And then she, then he knocks her over and then they fall into the hay and then they do a little play fight. Uh, and then they kiss and then they fuck. And she's just like, oh no, I can't resist your charm. Bitch. You have a job to do. You have a yeah. very, very important job for a it's very, gross. very important rich man. You are not taking this shit seriously. And I understand that as an audience member, I am not supposed to be taking it seriously either. But that's what bothers me is that these films 
are mega successful and they are so influential, not just towards bonds afterwards, films that follow afterwards, but for people's psyche that follow afterwards. And it's like these films are fucking campy and stupid beyond belief that they are, they are playboy fantasy stories. And like, like, and, and they are, you know, and in that regard, they are pretty fun. And if you are a mature person, you can watch this shit and enjoy it for what it is. But for the many, and there are many immature people out there, this is a fucking plague. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so your 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 perspective on this is that of fear compared to mine of Fight Club and what yeah, it's done yeah, to society. It's, it's, it's a bit similar to your um, your aversion to Fight Club due to toxic masculinity. I guess I I'm have, more anti-fascist that. than you, and you're more, um, you know. <laughs> Anti something else. Yeah, I I just think that um, you know I, when I was watching Goldfinger, I saw a lot of modern day filmmaking in it, and yeah. and not and not the kind that I like. So sure. I detested it for that reason, um, because you know I think it's caused a lot of damage. But that's not to say that you know. But but that's. That's obviously, and as is always, that's the system at fault. Um, but, you know, I see a lot of fucking, I hate, I fucking hate these Fast and Furious movies. I don't care how, I'm not supposed to take them serious, blah, 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 whatever. And I hate these fucking Marvel movies. Well, but they're not serious, whatever. Well, they're fucking dominating the box office and they're killing cinema. Okay. And that's, you know, a system's fault, whatever. But I'm going to point to a symptom and blame it for the disease. I don't like this shit. And I don't like James Bond for that shit. And I think that this is one of the first things that started it. And for those reasons, for those reasons, we've never lived in a time without this. Yeah. For those reasons, I don't like it. For toxic masculinity bullshit, I don't like it. And honestly, I don't like Sean Connery. I think he's fucking boring. I don't like it for that. And this movie is stupid. So uh, before, before, because I, I think we could keep going. I, I, the, the fucked up thing is I agree with you on almost all of your points. Mm. However, I think that the tentpole films, these sort of films are necessary. Otherwise... You're making films for wankers, not for. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, like... I'm just saying that I think I, I don't have a problem with this shit existing, but I think that there should be more wanker films. It's a dumb thing to say for a review for no, James no, no. Bond. I, think, I, I know, but that's what got to me while, while watching this. I think we, I think we all want to live in a society where art films are far more appreciated. You know, there was a brief moment in the seventies where it was the case where films made by auteurs and people of merit mm. were the films that were 
James Bonding the world and marveling the world. So that it's not like there hasn't been a precedent for it before. So I can I, I can totally understand the yearning for that sort of shit. However, mm. um, all we got to do is we got to wait for the ones that are good, for the ones where the filmmaker knows how to you know smuggle in something interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, for me, a good example of I think the first Guardians of the Galaxy is a good example where somehow the formula has been turned into something that's a bit more enjoyable you know, than just the run of the mill. Guardians um, of the Galaxy is um, is the only film I've ever seen where I think it could, that no, there's not a single member of the audience that has to make a compromise on their tastes for exactly. enjoyment. So you, I, I think you know where I'm coming from. It's a perfect there. mainstream movie. Before we get too far up our own asshole you know, arguing and talking about how James Bond is the the reason that the world is ending. Yeah, James um, Bond is is the alt right king. Yeah, can uh, do you mind reading those reviews that I sent you? Yeah, yeah, I'll bring it up now. I found I don't know I I find like there are far worse Bond films than this. Um, in terms of structure and in terms of certain elements, like there are even far more sexist Bond films than this one. But, um, you know, like, I think this is the one where the formula that it, this is the one closest to the formula that was repeated and reconstructed over time. This is the one that really created, um, the modern day Bond. Have you found those uh, reviews yet, Dane? Yep. <clears throat> okay, let's uh, read the best or the worst, whatever one you want to start okay. with. <clears throat> Sorry. So this oh, is wow. a... Okay, I'm cutting that out. <laughs> so this That's is gross. a... So this is a 9 out of 10 uh, by a, a guy called... The reason, I went, the reason I went 9 out of 10 is because mm-hmm. all of the 10 out of 10s were like fucking essays. Right. Well, this is a 9 out of 10 by a guy called Told You So... The superlative James Bond film. This is a review from 1999. First of all, I must state for the record, for the record, for the official record, Sean Connery is the James Bond. Even though the first Bond film I ever saw was For Your Eyes Only with Roger Moore, I was very young and very much drawn in. I have seen every one of the Bond films and without a doubt, Goldfinger is the finest the 007 saga has to offer. Before I had begun an appreciation of the Connery films, i.e. before I'd seen them, a good friend and cartooning mentor, Ross Paperman, sorted me A what, me sorry? A, a cartooning mentor? What the fuck does that mean? I'm, I guess this guy Is he a draws, cartoonist? Yeah, I guess he draws cartoons. Okay. Ross Paperman... <laughs> Sorted me out. A cartoonist called Paperman? Yeah, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. He helped me see how Connery's Bond was suave and sophisticated, but also demonstrated a quality the other Bonds do not portray. Fear. Not a panicky, saw-your-pants kind of fear, mind you, but Connery's Bond actually has a few anxious, sweat-soaked brow moments. I agree with that. 
Yeah. A, a perfect example is when Bond is strapped to a table as Goldfinger's captive with a laser beam primed to cut him in half. 007 has to think fast. Do you expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. A famous scene and line from Bond's most enjoyable film. All right. Perhaps what makes the earlier films more enjoyable is that they had fresh, innovative elements that have now become cliche and gimmicky. Mm. The new films are often stale and already covered ground and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I just did that naturally. Already covered ground and they don't even appear to be trying anymore. But it's more than that. Even watching Goldfinger today, having seen all the latest in special effects and technology that Hollywood has to offer, it is still riveting and thoroughly entertaining. That is also without the added advantage of being overly nostalgic about Goldfinger. How could I? I hadn't even been born when it first hit theatres. And when it was far from my first 007 experience, the story, the characters, and the fun of Goldfinger is timeless and given a chance could probably rope in a whole new generation of fans. It just doesn't seem likely to happen. Well, why? What are you talking about? Why doesn't that seem... That seems very likely to me. Uh, but this was 1999. I guess maybe the future looked different to this fellow so named I told you. So. I have to. I have to say this has probably been the least annoying review we've read. Yeah, this is kind of sad to be honest. Really, what's so sad about it? I kind of like understand. Well, a you're big enough, Goldfinger. Just being like, hey, you know what? The 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 fun and the characters of Goldfinger and. Honestly, I have to say that I quite enjoyed it. Unfortunately, maybe some other people won't, but I tell you what, I had a fun time. Yeah, good review. What's the point in this? Don't you have anything better to do? This is nothing. Let's, this let's, is the uh, stupidest, most boring review we've ever read. I think I think because he's not up his own ass. Yeah, he's just I like, seem to, well, boy, I, I howdy, I, like I tell you more. what, James Bond sure is a man, and I had I fun his, watching I liked this his point, movie. I liked his point about Connery and fear. I think um, outside of maybe Daniel Craig, uh, yeah. he is probably the best Bond. I said I um, agree with that. Like, uh, I think in all the other ones that I've seen, he's just a bit of a Mary Sue. Like He's, he is never, a Mary under, Sue. he's never under any pressure or anything. Roger Moore is a Mary Sue, and Pierce Brosnan's a Mary Sue. Mm. Roger, uh, uh, Timothy Dalton's a bit of an underrated gem, but I don't know if you've even seen his Bonds. He's a bit mm. ahead of his time. But the two other main ones, which are Brosnan and Roger Moore, are basically just superheroes. Yeah. You know. Um, anyway, what's the what's the worst review? Uh, okay, gets a one out of ten. The most overrated Bond of all. Four exclamation marks by Q Known. This is from two thousand fourth of January. Sorry guys, but I just can't see why so many of you agree that this is the best Bond flick. I won't go too far as to say that it's the worst one because there are a few moments. Just a few. He gave that make it one it okay. star. One star, baby. The pre-credit sequence is cool. The title song is cool. Odd job is cool. But that's it. Auric Goldfinger turns out as a bumbling, non-threatening menace. I mean, after he's been outsmarted by Bond at the card and golf games, he no longer appears as a supervillain, and his character becomes worn out. 
And besides I like him from... because he's more of a normal person. I think he's appealing because he's not just a maniacal villain. He's just a guy that wants to basically get rich. I find that more appealing than just a guy stroking. Yeah, a cat. I think Continue. so. I kind of, I you know, I I liked his sort of bumbling personality, um, and I found the fact that he's a a cheater by nature. Um, I I think that that made me have a bit of empathy towards him in that he's yeah. basically an insecure man. And so he wasn't just a villain to be defeated, but he that that made him a character in the film. I agree. Uh Goldfinger is a fuckwit. He no longer appears as a supervillain and his character becomes worn out. And besides from turning pussy galore into a heterosexual, what does 007 actually do in this flick? <laughs> okay, that's funny. <laughs> that's really funny. He destroys the Aston Martin, the only exciting scene in the flick. He gets locked up for half of the movie, escapes, gets caught, gets locked up again, yawn, gets his ass kicked by odd job until he uses his smarts and then sits back and lets Lita deactivate the bomb. Jeez. And I know deep down that you Goldfinger lovers have to let out an embarrassing chuckle when the Fort Knox army gets gassed. Yet this was the one that paved the way for the comic book approach for Bond. That can be considered good or bad. It depends on what Ken of James Bond fan are you. <laughs> but From Russia With Love is and always will be the best of the early 007 adventures. Nuff said. Is um is From Russia With Love good? I love From Russia With Love. It's my um up there for me. Okay. It's like a, so from Russia with Love's like a Hitchcock film. Okay. With Bond in it. How it feels so? like a Hitchcock film. So it, it's like just a it's just a straight up thriller. Okay. Um yeah. It's like do, it's kind of that Do you think that, that maybe I would like that given that you know all my criticisms for this uh, one? I think you probably would like it more than this. Knowing that I like Skyfall and Casino Royale. I think you would like it. it. If you like, if you, do you like, have you seen North by Northwest? Yeah, wait, what's that? I know this. The Hitchcock film, North by Northwest. Oh, no, I don't think so. Okay, well, if if you like that, which you haven't seen, I think you'll like... Uh, from Russia with love. It's basically, yeah, it's pretty stripped back in terms of, it's not about the gadgets. It's not about all that crap. Well, you know, you I know? liked the gadgets in this film. Like, I mean, like that's, that's again, why I think like that this was popular and why people liked it because. So you're in the camp that he said, cause he's like, this film will decide what camp you're in. If you're into all the hokey stuff, then you'll like this. And if you don't, you know, this is kind of where it changed Bond forever. I mean, I don't, I don't really, but this, but if you, if you have, if you have this film without all the hokey stuff, then it's very boring and it's, yeah. and it's, it's stupid. It's, 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 I agree. it's dumb. Like every character in it is a, is a fucking idiot. Like I said, it's like a comedy. Um, but that's why I thought that Bond is popular, why this is popular. I mean, I feel, 
you know, uh, I'm a bit cautious about having such a strong opinion on Bond when I haven't seen all the films. So there's like 27 of the shits. So it's like, I've seen like seven of them. And they all kind of feel this way to me. I've, I've seen Dr. No, and I know that it wasn't as campy as this. So the one in between Dr. No and this is From Russia With Love. Right. Yeah. Um, one day, maybe I'd recommend watching it. But if you're, you, you already have a bit of a uphill climb ahead of you having to watch Never Say Never Again and Thunderball. I'm keen so, for uh, that. I'm, I'm honestly very keen for that. Watch the Never Say one... Never Again first. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. So, yeah. I think so that's what a good are your, idea. So what are your final thoughts on Goldfinger? Um, look, if you like the Fast and the Furious movies, then you might like this because it has the same uh, comedic sensibilities, but it takes itself seriously, but it understands that the audience doesn't have to. Um, if you, you know what, you know what it's good for? Because, uh, I watched this in parts and for the final 50 minutes, I watched it with my girlfriend and I had a much better time with her because we were laughing at all the silliness and she was keeping me engaged with it because she was like, wait, what's happening? What's this stupid <laughs> thing going on and <laughs> and so it was kind of like a constant how's bond gonna get out of this one so you know it's it you know it is just campy fun um but it's quite incredible that a lot of people consider this to be like like a fucking like right up there for gold class cinema but it is camp bullshit but you know it's kind of fun. It's 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 kind of fun, and if you want to sit down with a pal and you know have a few drinks and watch Goldfinger, then you 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 know you could probably have a fun time. Uh, it gets a gets a four out of ten. Four out of ten farts. So yeah, yeah this is pulpy trash. Um, in terms of the kind of movie this is in its genre, this is better than a lot of them, and I mean a lot. I'm talking in terms of Bond. I'm talking in terms of just all these kind of like stupid action movies, specifically of the studio era. This, at least for me, I, I feel that the filmmakers are in on the joke and realize that it's a bit tongue in cheek. So I can enjoy it. Um, for me, just simply because I've seen them all and I'm now getting a bit tired of a few of the tropes. So it's like it was less enjoyable this time. However, as a film, this I can see probably why this is one of the better ones. It's before the the joke had kind of run out of steam and become a bit like it's it 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 was like tongue in cheek. It was funny, and then it started to get into the the realm of self parody. And I think this is before that. So uh, for me, um, looking at it in a vacuum, I'm giving it a seven out of ten farts. But you know, like. If I would have really put my fucking annoying left-wing cap on, this movie's pretty despicable in terms of its themes and morals and ethics and all that stuff. But for an action movie, I laughed a lot. Mm. You know? Yeah, it's yeah. dumb fun. It's, it's dumb fun. 
It's dumb fun. It's pulpy shit, you know? And I know you don't like him, but I feel safe in the hands of Sean Connery's Bond. Um, I know I'm going to get kind of what I want out of the film, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, thank you for listening to us. Join us on Friday for... Uh, Never Say Never Again, the unofficial Bond movie that Sean Connery got talked into making. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Yes. It's weird. The the story behind that film is cooked as shit. Um, Thank you for listening and talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.